because sometimes you need another viewpoint and if you haven't got a big team behind you or you haven't got other partners in your business, it can be quite lonely. So I think it's important to have friendships with other people. They don't need to be in the same area as you, um, but people who are going through, either have gone through what you've gone through, ideally, or who are going through what you are, who are want to do better. You want to surround yourself with people who want to grow, who want to do better. If people you're surrounding yourself are happy just doing in the business, it's not going to help you grow. You need to surround yourself with people who uh, have similar values, I believe, and who are ideally energetic, motivated, and have they they want to talk, they want to give back, but they also there's reciprocal. You need to give as well. You can't just take. There has to be give and take, and you want to support and encourage each other. Welcome to the Inspiring Business Podcast, where we hope to inspire you, the business owner, to provide you with knowledge and information so you can create a business that is scalable and ultimately independent of your daily involvement. I hope the information here helps you to navigate towards your success. My guest today is Simone Pentis, who is the Managing Director of Advantage Partners Lawyers, based on the Gold Coast in Australia. Simone is an expert in the world of franchising and serves on the Franchise Council of Australia and is often invited to address forums on the latest developments in franchising. And as you would expect, Simone's practice covers many other areas relating to business advice. But Simone is also a mother and a business owner and, like many of us, is balancing work and life. Simone, welcome to the Inspiring Business Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're more than welcome. This, this has been a long time coming. Um, you're, you're obviously a very busy and important person. So thank you very much for taking the time to be with me today. Um, you're an expert in the field of franchise law, and I'm sure there's plenty of uh, wisdom there. But could we speak to your experience of running a business and how you got to be here today doing what you're doing? Well, I've always loved business. Um when I was very young, um, my original was going to be a business fashion designer until my grandmother, um, I think I was about seven years or younger, told me, no, we need a lawyer in the family. Um, my, I come from a family of small business owners. Um, so, uh, you know, they had cafes, um, they had small businesses, so at various different times. So I've, I've always been around people who've had small business um, and I suppose uh, as I got older, um, I was sort of, uh, I was trying to work out where do I go. It was always going to be some sort of business. I knew that. Um, and I even did catering and hospitality course at one stage in my like, end of my high school years um, to in case I decided to do a health retreat. Uh, but uh, I've always someone who was very good with um, the English language that I enjoyed. I was very curious, potentially my family would say stubborn um, and uh, very curious. So um, I went into more in areas which were closer to the law and business. And my father said to me when I was trying to work out my final decision of um, law is a good basis for everything. You don't have to be a lawyer, but it'll give you a good background for business. And then I went and did my degree and I loved it. Um, so I got into it and one of the first areas I practiced in um, was business law, which I loved. And I had the exposure there to franchising when I first started, which was um, yeah, beginning of 2000. I'd started working in some law firms in the 90s and then 
I actually became admitted as a lawyer in the 2000 and I got together interest in the business and I knew when I got into franchising in particular, this was small business to the extreme and it was my opportunity to really get involved and what grabs me about business is you're creating. I love the aspect of creating something, being a part of it. You're helping someone to achieve their dreams, which helps them grow their business to not just only achieve their business dreams, but then to help them fund the life they want. And for me, that is really invigorating. So um, that's where I sort of focused on everything. And I think I always had in my back of my head that I would go towards business, whether it was a law firm, my own or other businesses. Um, And I've had had some of exposure to other businesses. Um, I knew, I think, being raised in that family of everyone having a small business and just loving that aspect of it, that's where I sort of went. And um, with my journey, I worked in some private practices. I actually taught at two different universities at one stage um, and uh, I went, uh, I was actually in-house counsel for a number of years where I was poached by another company to leave that company and be there, set up a legal department and run it for them. Um, that was the coffee club group. And in that instance, I was sort of back and forth saying, oh, I'm thinking of setting my own business. And they said, well, fine, if you uh, leave where you're currently at, we'll give you, we'll guarantee you um, certain, you know, quite a long period of work to set up my business. And so I took that opportunity. Um, I had prior to that had an accident. Um, I had back surgery and it made you reef. It made you relook at what was important to you, and what and part of that was I wanted to create a life where I was doing work I enjoyed, and having a bit more control over my life. Ideally, <laughs> doesn't always work quite that way. Very different mentality as an employee and a business owner. Um, I really wish I took more holidays when I was an employee. <laughs> um, very hard now to do it, but saying that, I've gone through a journey with my business. I've had my business now for over fourteen years. And I've gone through a journey where um, you, you, particularly as a lawyer, you can be very technical based. And when you set up a business as a lawyer in particular, it can actually be just another job. It's a job with a harder boss rather than actually working on a business and growing a business. And that's been part of the journey for me. And I find that's a journey for me, but also a number of my clients as well, is that you need to have that mentality of it's not just putting a shingle out there or putting a shop, you know, shop front and a phone number and, you know, people coming to you or you going out and looking for work. Um, it is a matter of creating something. It has to be more than you just doing a job continually if you want to grow. I mean, there's nothing wrong if people just want to do that. But if you really want a business, you need to look at not just working in the business but on the business. And that is a very different mentality and it, it takes you out of your comfort zone a lot of the times. But that's the journey I've been particularly going on the last few years where I was very comfortable in what I was doing and then I had so many opportunities I was not taking advantage of and now I sort of had my eyes opened a bit more. And, look, I'll admit part of that is, you know, having my family um, where time becomes a bit more precious and costs do go up a bit more and it's made me say, well, look, you know, I've got these opportunities. Why am I taking full advantage of them? I can grow and create my business to becoming stronger and through that journey I have done that but I've also learnt so much more in my journey where I'm now helping clients not just with the legal aspect but probably more strategies and business in that regard um, because I'm going through that same journey that some of them have had to go through or are wanting to go through. 
So I hope that answers sort of. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the purpose of this podcast is to actually bring those challenges that small business owners have. You know, you, you either make the decision that you're a freelancer, even though you might have many, many um, employees, mm. but you are, you, you choose to be the center of the business and that's, that's okay. You know, that, yeah. that's a choice that you make. Then there are other business owners who uh, the purpose of them was not to get a job, but to uh, have a business and potentially, you know, hopefully some lifestyle, but have a uh, have a purpose and make an impact. And to do that, you you can't be working in your business all the time. You need to be working there's, outside of that. There's so many opportunities to do different things, and you just got to find out what is right for you. I don't think people should be pushed into you have to go this way or that way. I think you need to look at what is important to you the life you want and what you get enjoyment out of. Um, and, you know, I think people go through a journey in their life as well. Some people go straight to wanting to be have a create a big business. Others will want to be, you know, a small, just relaxed pace and others want to go in that journey where they just change as they do. It's just what I think personally after going through the journey myself is any way you want to go is fine, but don't throw away opportunities. That's why my big thing is um, looking back, and what I could have done, there's a lot of opportunities I didn't take and now I sort of do regret that. Um, and even if it's opportunity is just how can you continue to do what you want to do but maybe more efficiently or more effectively or more in line for your ideal clients. So you don't have to be either or. I think it's just being more open and being learning, continually striving to do better. And, again, what you want as your goals is personal to you. But um, I think being open to the opportunities and then, you know, looking at them and then deciding whether or not they're worthwhile rather than just sort of going on your little journey straight path and not looking, you know, outside, you know, to the side windows. I'd love to unpack that a little bit if we if we could um, because obviously, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing, you know, my favourite oh, yeah. saying, my favourite saying is, you know, mistakes are only decisions that were made with not enough information more information, different decision. Maybe not better, but just different. Mm. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, you wished you had have taken some of those opportunities that presented. So rather than, I mean, we're not, we don't need to go into the absolute specifics of each of those, but at, as a principle, what, you know, what are some of the lessons that you've learnt um, through that? Um, and so the listener might be able to, you know, take something from that. Well, I think part of it is um, I was very comfortable in my comfort zone. So I wasn't pushing myself out as much as I probably could have to meet new people, to promote myself as much as well. It was um, when I first started working, it was, you know, head down, focus on the job, get really good work done and everything will come that way. Um, I've, I've learned that, you know, that is very important, but it's also important to make connections with people, to get out there, talk, um, and promote yourself um, and your business. Uh, it just doesn't, you just don't want one source of referrals. You just don't want one source of things coming towards you. And it's just looking at is there a better way to do certain things rather than just it's easy, it's the way I do it, keep on going that way. It's important to actually take time out and invest in you and the business. I mean, over the years, I've given a lot of advice to my clients as well. And, um, and you, I think it's with any person who's, who does one area. Um, when you do that area, you can generally give the advice to other people. You don't always take it yourself. 
And part of that was, you know, investing a bit more. And I'm someone who's always loved the, you know, learning and development and education. So I've always invested in my education. But I was doing it strictly on the legal rather than the business-orientated side. I mean, I was getting exposed to a lot of business from the association, the committees I'm on, because I'm on a few committees, and doing some volunteer work for various groups, as well as having the exposure of uh, family and friends. Oh, lawyer in the family, lawyer friend. Let's let's grab her and ask her everything. So I was getting a lot of exposure there, and I probably wasn't taking advantage of um, just, you know, actually saying, well, this is actually a lot of people are approaching me for this, and I didn't. he didn't hit me that, well, that's actually something I can do to help them. And I can actually get paid for that as well. Um, so part of that was looking at that aspect, and and just as I said, it's I suppose it's just that process of when you when you're so focused on working in the business and doing specifically what your one focus is, you don't look at everything else around you. So I think the guidance I would have loved to have done before is one realized the importance of working on the business more realise the importance of investing not just in my legal knowledge but more in my business operational and marketing knowledge, um, taking maybe a few more risks. As a lawyer, we're trained to be very conservative and so um, we'll often take the thing that's, you know, the least risky. And, I mean, we can always advise clients and that's one of the things I've always had to do is here is the risk profile. You know, you can, you know, go between this area as long as you don't go past here. You can go between this area. But um, as – and so my clients, you know, I gave them that risk profile, whereas for me I'd always be the most conservative. Um, now it's sort of taking the opportunity of, you know, allowing my personality to come out more as well. Um, when we first start practising, particularly, you know, late 90s, early 2000s as a female lawyer, um, you know, there was a certain mentality, certain look. Uh, you know, we used to have um, a lot more suits, you know, the dark glasses, the bit harsher everything um and it's only as i've become more confident in myself that i've probably let my personality come out more which clients have loved because we're able to connect more and we end up having a lot more discussions where we can work out you know things not just what they come to me for but where can i actually help them and i suppose that's again growth in myself is looking at you know previously that's the task focus on the task now it's probably a bit more and look it's also growing growth as a person you know, as you get older, as you get more experience in business, as you get more experience in variety of people, it adds onto you. It adds onto the advice you give, but also just it adds onto everything. And having a business now for over 14 years myself, you know, very different to when I first started my own business. So um, I think it's just that process of, you know, if I could go back in time, would I change things? I like to think I'd change a few things, but I probably wouldn't because it took going through the experience to really understand the importance of certain things and to, you know, overcome certain biases you have when you've gone through certain you know, certain work, certain, um, you know, studies, you do have that natural bias in some areas. So I've become probably a bit more flexible and a bit more understanding of the grey than I probably was when I first came out of law school and worked for certain businesses. Um, but. I think for people what is important is don't, you know, sometimes you, as long as it's illegal, legal, as long as it's legal, I'm going to put that there, take some risks. Um, you know, consider the, you know, the risk profile. Look at the positives and negatives. But, you know, sometimes take a risk because the worst that someone can come back to with you is a no. 
Um, again, my legal disclaimer, don't do anything illegal, but, you know, there is opportunities and, and sometimes we are so fearful of taking an opportunity, we'd rather stay in our little circle and not risk rejection than do something. And just, you know, I wish I probably took a bit more time to actually say, okay, I'm going to take this time out of the business. I'm not earning money during this time, but I'm going to invest in the business, not just in me, in my legal knowledge, but in the business, how, and just even just relook at my data. Um, I probably was doing well enough that I didn't understand my data well. It was just, you know, I was meeting what I need to meet. I was having the life. I was doing my committee work so I could still help other people. I was doing my work. But again, when time becomes more precious, you then start to review of, am I using my time the most effectively? So I suppose, again, going through different, um, you know, things in my life have changed how I look at stuff. But again, going back to it, I suppose one thing I'd say to people is, you know, take some time out. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to look at your business. Make sure you dedicate some time to work on your business. Irrelevant of where you want to go, there's usually some ways to do things a bit more effectively or there's ways to maybe just cut out the stuff that isn't important but it's taking too much of your time out. But if you don't take a step out of your business in a quiet space to work on the business and collect your data and look at your data, you're just going to keep on going on that that wheel and you'll probably get somewhere but you will have missed so many opportunities on the side. Yeah, and I talk about them, you know, it's the mindset of, uh, you know, an ent- you're either a, a manager in an enterprise or you're the business owner mindset. So that it's very different, you know, to be in a I – mean, had you stayed with the law firm um, and as the legal department in a large organisation, let's say, you had, the, you had an opportunity to either stay within your profession mm. and be very focused on that – or to potentially go up the food chain and, you know, work your way up through to general manager or, or managing director or whatever the position is. And to do that, you need the experience that that opportunities give you to broaden your knowledge base, you know. So you you just can't just do law. It's You need to understand sales and marketing and, and all of those all of those things. So, um and I think that's a lot of the time small, as you correctly pointed out, you know, a lot of the time small business owners don't spend time working on their business. I remember when I was in a general management role, um, I would spend 70% of my time working on the business because I had people who were doing the doing. Right? I would spend 30% of my time, particularly around relationship building and you know around sales. But, but the rest of the time it was, you know, we'd be planning our – in a year, um, uh, six months before it started, you know, and, and the yep, management team was a part. And, and I think that's the that's the mindset of uh, of that. I was very fortunate that I had mentors, and I know that you have people who you lean on. So, what would be the advice that you would give the listener in terms of you know going out and seeking alternative views or you know picking mentors and how how did you go about doing that? Well, see, look, initially my mentors probably were just some of the people higher in the companies when I was working in-house. And um, when you're legal counsel, you sometimes become a counsellor as well. Um, so, you know, I developed some great relationships with some 
some intriguing business people. And then being on some of the committees, um, that's included body corporate committees. I'm on the law society. I'm on a few law society committees over the years. Um, I'm on the Queensland Law Society Franchising Committee um, and on the Franchise Council Australia Committee. Uh, and through that, I've met a lot of people and you just develop connections and friendships of people from different businesses. Um, but I suppose, again, f- this is where I probably didn't take the opportunity as much. Um, over the last few years, I've probably developed some of those friendships a bit better and I've made connections with people where they're, they're people you can ring up and just say, look, um, and not from a legal perspective generally, but from a business perspective saying, I've got this issue of this is something I'm working through at the moment. What's your viewpoint? Because sometimes you need another viewpoint. And if you haven't got a big team behind you or you haven't got other partners in your business, it can be quite lonely. So I think it's important to have friendships with other people. They don't need to be in the same area as you, um, but people who are going through either have gone through what you've gone through ideally or who are going through what you are, who are want to do better. You want to surround yourself with people who want to grow, who want to do better. If people you're surrounding yourself are happy just doing in the business, it's not going to help you grow. You need to surround yourself with people who uh, have similar values, I believe, and who are ideally energetic, motivated, and have they they want to talk, they want to give back, but they also there's reciprocal. You need to give as well. You can't just take. There has to be give and take and you want to support and encourage each other. So you want to find a group of people who want to support and encourage each other, um, who are going on that same journey to grow or have already gone there and are just a bit further ahead. Um, So you want to find that team, which is not always easy to find, those groups. Um, When you develop some friendships of people, I've got some great friends now that I think because I've been growing the business, particularly the last few years, a bit more, and they've been doing the same thing, we've actually become a stronger friendship and support for each other because we are both of that mentality of where we want to go and we want to give and take and help each other. So I've I've got some network through that. Um, But also I suppose in the last few years one of the big changes was I ended up getting involved in the think tank, um, think tank groups. So at the moment I'm actually part of the think tank of international lawyers and business owners. Um, That's been fantastic it has encouraged me to push myself beyond my comfort zone, which I was very, very comfortably pushed um, sitting in. Um, I also now have a business coach. Uh, again, years ago, that's something, if you said I needed a business coach, I'd be, I don't know about this. Um, thank you very much for the suggestion. Uh, but now I've realised how important it is. Um, someone to just have that chat, those chats with, someone to push me, to hold me accountable and I'm someone who loves ticking my boxes. I'm a list person. I love ticking my boxes. And so if I work through plans with people, I'm going to want to tick those boxes before I see that person. Um, but part of that, as I said, it was is finding groups and finding people that were supportive of those goals of growth. Um, I've tried some other groups as well, and some have been fantastic. Others, um, I've learned my lesson and moved <laughs> as fast as I could. Uh, but I think that networking is important. Find a group of people who you can give and encourage. Take and, you need both. You need that give and take. You need to be able to encourage and support each other. You need to be on the journey of you are dedicated to growing your business and you want to work on your business. Um, find those groups. You know, Develop some really 
tight friendships because you need it. You Sometimes you really need it because you go through those stages in business life where you need to have someone you can talk to. Um, and so having those those close friendships, if you can develop them, I think is very valuable. Having those other mastermind um, groups that are a bit wider where the friendships are important but not as strong but it's still that where every you have a challenge where you've got to grow each week. Um, and then for me, I said business coaching has been great for me. I've tried two different business coaching systems. I've learned so much from them. I've learned so much from my business, but my clients have all loved it because I'm now giving my advice where I've always believed, believed I've been quite practical and that's one of the reasons people have come to me is because I've got that practical, commercial, I understand having come from family businesses, having my own business, but I'm actually taking another level because of all I've been learning. So I think having those groups and having that coaching for me has made a big difference um, and that's where, I mean, now even, for example, when I was working for clients, when I was working in-house, we did the 12-month plans, we did the three-month, nine-month plans, but in my own business, we didn't do that. Whereas now I've got four big whiteboards <laughs> with everything. I'm a list person, I've got my whiteboards with things i got to do and for me it helps me focus, it helps me keep me accountable um, and that's been probably the biggest change in my business the last few years and I'm loving that because I am someone who likes to achieve but I'm also someone, again, I love ticking my boxes. Um, but for me having those groups um, and you'll go through a journey where you'll find groups that aren't right for you and you'll find people that aren't right for you. Um, one of the advices I got when I first started practising law, I got, um, I had the opportunity to actually be executive coached in my first in-house counsel role, which was fantastic. And I always will remember one thing she said to me, never, ever throw the baby out with the bathwater. Very important as a mother, but it's also that principle behind it is that things come to you, they're opportunities, and whether or not they're right for you or not, or whether there's a person who's, you know, you've got to bite your tongue a lot more, almost bite it off sometimes, never, you know, throw an opportunity away, never destroy a relationship. Um, you're going to meet people through business and life who will drive you nuts, who will frustrate the hell out of you, um, who you're not on the same wavelength with, um, same with other businesses. But the reality is everyone goes through their own journey Everyone has their own experiences, which you don't know about. Um, how I say see something can be completely different to how you see it because of the things you've gone through. Um, so from my perspective is I don't want, I would wherever I can, I want to create a positive situation because I need to go through it. I want to have a positive outlook. Um, that's big important for me is being positive is very important to me. Um, but also doesn't cost anything to be kind where you can and to you know where you can be generous where you can be kind do it um you'd never know where you're going to meet that person later on you never know where that business is going to go later on um you know never throw away a relationship and I've seen it so many times with other people where they've jumped 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 um from different businesses or different um employee situations and you know don't burn your bridges always where you can keep a positive relationship because you never know the full situation of something and you never know what's going to come in five years, ten years' time. Yeah, I'm, um, I had a mentor uh, very early on in my career and um, I would take him to lunch and we would – I've made sure we had pre-lunch um, 
hors d'oeuvres or, you know, cheese, whatever it was, um, lunch, dessert, after dessert, dessert, because <laughs> it was the – and it cost me, you know, whatever it cost me, 100 bucks or something. But it was the cheapest $100 because oh. I had him there for two, two and a half hours and the, and the amount of gold that came out of this man's mouth – um, and he was very generous in his in his time. And I've also had other people who have not been as uh, nice in my life, but like you, I think they're sent to you for a purpose. Um, you know, to to test your skills, to you know, to to just be grateful for for whatever it is that they're bringing to the uh, you know the engagement. Maybe you've got a bias that you're not seeing, and they're just bringing a different uh, perspective in it. So I love I love all of that. What what you've spoken about there. Um, how are you? How are you balancing now? Because I know you're a new mum. Uh, um, and and before we came online, you know, you were talking about some of the some of the issues that you were dealing with um, this week. Um, mm. So, how how do you reconcile, or what's your mindset around the the balance between being at work and present at work, and then being at home and present at home? Look, I think because um, I've, I've got a daughter; she's um, almost four this year. Um, so for me, again, it probably came from that mentality of how I was raised. Um, I was raised with a mother who worked. So for me, working is part of what I do. Um, I had my daughter and I had one week off. So that was it. Um, and back to work. And I had plan A, B, C, D all in place just in case. So it was always going to be. All in a list. Yeah, I had everything <laughs> in place. My clients are my all. I, the only people we work with are business owners, um, business owners, and you know their their management team. Basically, they're my clients, um, and I work for a lot of corporates, from startups to quite well established corporates, including international companies. And with them, you know, they expect a certain service level, and I don't blame them. I mean, that's why they're paying me. That's why they come to me. They expect a certain service level. So, um, for me. Work has been so much part of my life that it is a very high priority because both it makes my lifestyle, but I enjoy it. Um, and I think that's very important to enjoy what you do. And uh, saying that, you have your moments where you literally will hit your head against the wall. <laughs> but, you know, overall I do what I do because I love creating and I love helping people achieve their dreams. So having that mentality when I had my daughter was always the fact of I knew my business would be continuing on but I knew in advance I need to have backup plans. So um, when I had when I was pregnant, I went through the process where I had you know various people who could step in, both internally in my company as well as externally. So literally, I had Plan A, B, C. Um, yep, actually, I even had Plan D. So I had all the plans in place, and I was very lucky that none of my plans had to be used. I could keep on working through it. Uh, looking back, do I regret? not taking some time off, yes, I do wish I'd spent more time off. I wish I had. Um, but that wasn't where I was at that time and, to be honest, you know, if I had taken that time off, would it have made as much difference? I don't don't really know. But, you know, you always look back in hindsight and think, could I have changed things? But for me, look, I'm very lucky. I, I do have my plans. I have some family support, which is wonderful, and the daycare, but things go haywire. 
that's part of life. Um, I think going through this process with COVID has probably been good in one respect because it's increased the use of technology. I use tech way more than I did previous to COVID, which has meant it's been easier to communicate with clients and it's been more acceptable to clients. So that actually has come at a good time because it's meant that my time is probably more efficient rather than having to drive four or five hours to catch up with a client. Um, I do that occasionally, but now more often than not, I'm able to do a Zoom. Um, so that has definitely helped in where I am at the moment, um, probably more than it would have if we hadn't gone through COVID. Um, also, I think it's just having in the last few years gone through that journey where I've been working a bit more on the business has enabled me to put more boundaries in place, but also see where I can do more efficiency. So that's my daughter's been probably a motivating factor, which has helped me and my clients to actually work out where I can be more efficient and effective. And also to have those backup plans because things happen. Uh, they can be directly involved in your business like your IT goes down or it can be things, fam family member situations happen. So I think what it has done um, is for me, it's reprioritized the importance of working on your business, having backup plans, and then just accepting sometimes things go up in the air and you just got to deal with it. And again, I think with COVID, what has happened is a lot more people, personality and their life has come into dealings. And I think we were also scared of saying, look, can I have a bit of extra time to do something or I'll get it done by the deadline, but it's going to be closer to the deadline than I had hoped. Um, people a lot more accepting of that. And I think we're learning so much more about people. Again, I think COVID has had that impact where, you know, we're doing a Zoom, someone, a cat goes in the background or a few other, you know, family members walk around the background is no longer the stigma that it would have probably been three years ago. Three years ago, you'd see that. I think there was that example where that guy was doing a Zoom or something and his kids were in the background and that became national news. Now that's just normal to a certain extent. So I think in one respect, having all this happen when I was going through what I am has probably been an advantage for me, both the tech and the accepting of things. And I think I've also become closer to some of my clients because I've got more of a look into their life and they've become a more of a look into my life. So again, I Part of it is having a positive attitude, um, working on the business, having the backup plans, but also just accepting things sometimes go a bit haywire. It's not the end of the world and you can put other things in place. Uh, but I suppose otherwise it has been setting my boundaries more. And working on the business has enabled me to be a bit more focused um, giving up some of the control issues I have. I am a control freak. I'll say it straight out. Having some of the control issues to actually be a bit more flexible, um, to put more boundaries. I mean, I'm actually now, a big thing that's been happening, um, I found the last um, year or so two, it was happening a bit more in, um, I think, New Zealand, then in some of the uh, UAE and some of the other countries overseas, and now a bit more in Australia, is people are moving to either a four-day work week or a four-and-a-half-day work week. I've seen a big move, particularly in the last year, of that happening. And um, we ourselves, where we're working is we do, um, we are trying to go to a four-day work week with the Friday, still doing some work but being on call more so, unless we've got a big project. We've got a big project, all, you know, everything's on deck, everyone's doing it. But for me and my team, we're trying to move to a situation where Friday is 
either a half day or it's a day where we just have to do a few projects but it's not sit by the computer all day even if it's get out and meet some people or something. So um, I've changed my boundaries there to actually have more time for my daughter and my family because that's important to me. So my probably previously I'd be working all hours every weekend all over the place. And, I mean, I had a client used to, who used to ring me on Sunday saying, it's so fantastic, so I can just ring you on a Sunday. And it didn't click into me that I thought this was an extra benefit I was doing to make them really happy as a one-off. And they actually thought, no, this is, a, this is a standard thing. It's fine. I can ring you at 7 p.m. or I can ring you on the weekend. And it wasn't essential stuff. So part of it became, actually, I can have a bit of a boundary here. And if it's urgent, I'll deal with it. But if it's not urgent and you just want to have a bit of a chat, maybe we can do it in a different hour. So setting your own boundaries of what's important to you. And for me, particularly as I, as I said, I had back surgery years ago, um, my health is important. So making time, have a routine um, that dedicates to keeping me physically healthy and mentally healthy is important because to be able to do the best for your clients, to be able to do the best for your business, you also need to make sure you're doing the best internally for yourself. Because if you're continually getting sick, if you're continually feeling tired, you can't put the best into your business. So um, my boundaries, both my daughter and myself, has probably been a bit more stricter now than it were previously. Always allow a little bit of flexibility, but I'm now a bit more of understanding what I can do. And, you know, I've been probably a bit more strict on those boundaries, but I've grown the business in that time period. And I've spent more time with my daughter in that time period. And it's, um, you also got to remember, it's quality time too. So even if I can't spend as much time as I'd love with her uh, and family and friends as much as I would love, I'm doing it so that I'm creating a business and a life that I enjoy and helps others as well as us. And then I'm having more stricter boundaries on those times that are free so I can spend with it. So it may be not as many hours, but it's hours that are dedicated and the dedi- hours where we are enjoying each other. Yeah, that guilt of, um, you know, um, when I'm at work, I should be at home and when I'm at home, I should be at work and not being present. You know, that's a, I think that's a common, a common theme for business owners because they haven't been able to compartmentalize that. Um, I, I love how you say, you know, you're a control freak. Um, a, a lot of the clients or, you know, people that I deal with, I, I say, I, and I often hear people go, you know, you need to let go of control. And my response to that is BS. You need to be in control. You're the business owner, right? So, so be in control. Maybe less, be less controlling. <laughs> and, if, and if you're and if you're hiring people to do a job, let them do the job. You know, give them all the skills and knowledge to do that. But yeah, um, the uh, and as you were talking, I was thinking, I think there's a career for you in coaching or consulting. <laughs> So what is the future for you and your business, Simone? Look, um, I've over the years I've actually done a lot of um, can you come out for coffee, can you coach and consult, and I've trained um, lawyers and some business owners. So I have been doing that, but to be honest, I didn't value it. I just did it because I liked helping. And I suppose the last few years, you know, people have been saying to me, you're actually adding value, you probably should you know, do this professionally, not just to help. And I still love to do it to help and I still want to because, again, it's that give and take I think it's important. But I've now opened my eyes and I think I said to you, you know, I'm, 
I do strategy sessions with clients now just to look at, you know, from a legal and business side, what are the opportunities? Because people don't know, you know, how do you prep your business for sale? How do you protect your business? Or how can you exploit your IP? How can you grow your business? So I'm doing probably a bit more of that strategy session as well now. Um, but it's for me, I suppose, where the business is at the moment is I never want to be really big. I just don't have that goal. For me, we only focus on working with business owners um, and and we love working with businesses, so that is where we're going to go. Um, we are looking at probably doing a few more, some, some coaching and, and just courses. Part of it is to understand franchising, part of it is to understand the legalities and basic legals when you're doing businesses and negotiations. I've had mediation training, which is probably one of the things that helped me look at both sides a bit better. But I think where we are at the moment is we're on that path of growing the business, um, being more efficient and effective in how we provide solutions. Uh, and I suppose for me, it's also um, making sure that, you know, I'm growing the business where it's not just me doing as much as I've been doing in the past. And also having a bit more free time. I bought a Thermomix. I'm going to be cooking a bit more, hopefully. Good Greek food. Um, well, some of it's Greek food, but um, I've uh, I have to. I used I said I when I first was in um, you know, high school, it was I was looking at doing my own health retreat. So I've always had that interest. But um, you know, being the way I am, it's always a focus on getting everything done. So this year in particular, I decided to put a bit more extra emphasis on my health and get back into my sort of Pilates classes that I used to do. And uh, the Thermomix was my next, you know, baking, which I have to admit I've loved. I've made pretzels with my daughter, and they were very good pretzels. So the whole <laughs> family's happy, and my daughter <laughs> loved it. So a bit of bonding time with her as well. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I think the journey for me now is I'm on that path. Um, I'm going to continue to go on that path. I've made some fantastic friendships, including with people like yourself. I'm learning continually, which I love. And for me, the journey now is I've got my focus. I'm just going to take it to that further level so I can you know, ideally help more people as well as grow a business that not only am I proud of but creates the goals I want to achieve and at the same time, you know, have that quality time with family and friends. Um, thank you so much for that. And I know uh, that you're quite happy to um – have discovery calls with people yeah. um, just as an initial chat to see if you can work with them, whether they can work with you. So we'll make sure that all of that uh, is in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Yeah. Simone, there's so much that we can unpack more. <laughs> Fortunately, time has uh, has overtaken us. Um, so thank you very much. I really do appreciate you being on the podcast. The, the one final question that I ask is uh, what are you curious about? Yes, um, I've, I've heard your other podcasts where you asked that question. I thought, oh, what's going to be my answer? What's going to be my answer? Um, oh, the problem is I'm just curious about so many things. Um, I think that's for the reason when I got into law. Was, I was quite curious about different things and knowing everything. Um, for me at the moment, I suppose, it's just curious on how I can continue on this path of growth. Looking, Just looking at everything that's – I'm just curious about – seeing how people grow, seeing how I can grow, um, both in my business and personally. It's just that curiosity is just to learn more, to learn more of things that I, um, that, you know, drives me. Part of it is is the business because it is a focus for me to grow. How can I grow my business better more? And the other thing I suppose is how can I use my Thermomix more? It's not cheap. I want to get value out of it. I'm (laughs) 
We'll have to put a cooking class on. That, that, that'll be the next. That'll be the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Simone Pentis, thank you so much for being our guest today. No, thank you for having me on. The thing about running a business, especially ones without a senior management team, is you're typically making decisions in isolation, and these are based on your knowledge and experience to date. Simone's strategy has been to develop relationships with people who have the same values, similar drive and positivity, and perhaps having experienced the problems that you're facing. And so they can provide a form of mentorship or guidance. That's an unpaid relationship, and as Simone said, it needs to be in a two-way conversation. The other way to get help is to ask a business advisor who can spend more time understanding your problem and offer similar mentorships or guidance or potentially a consultancy approach. It just depends on the problem. And as a paid advisor, they join your management team on a fractional basis. If I have a criticism for the coaching and consulting community is there is a tendency to be all things to all people. For example, I don't work with solo business owners because I've nothing to offer them. Why? Because I'm actually trying to work my way through that maze myself. However, for businesses that are established and needs a more robust management structure, because the owner wants to transition from being a doer to being a strategic leader, that's exactly the experiences I've personally had. So I'm able to be the guide through that process. So I understand the frustrations of being at work more than feels necessary and missing out on being or doing the things you love. And I know how to help you get out of that maze. I'd love to hear about your goals and why you want to achieve them. And together we can develop a roadmap for you to get what you want for you and your family. You can book an exploration call through my website at www.inspiringbusiness.net. My name is Steve Sandor and there are plenty of additional resources on our website and we are across all the social platforms. Well, most of them. Thank you for listening and my wish as always is to inspire and energize you to take action so you too can make a difference in your and others' lives.